One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. We suspected it was happening for a long time, but that didn't make it any less shocking. The invisible hand job produced a screwdriver and turned heel, or he turned more heel, Don Callis that is, on Kenny Omega in the main event of Dynamite against John Moxley inside a steel cage. I'm Ollie Davis. I'm joined by Luco and DAD. Welcome to the AEW Dynamite Review Podcast. If you haven't already, please press the thumbs up button. Give us a subscribe. Leave a comment down below with what you thought of the show and send in a Omega chat if you're watching this live to wrestletalk.com forward slash support. We'll read out every single one of them. Over five of your lovely US dollars. None of that Canadian and Australian stuff. If, if Streamlabs have sorted themselves out. Yes, before the end of the show. Yeah, that's a good point. There might be some credit card payment issues, but PayPal should be fine. Apologies for that if you can't make the payment. But just before we get into the main talking point, then. Yeah, we wanted to send our well wishes uh, to family and friends of the Enforcer, um, Fans of uh, going in Raw will know of the the Enforcer, um, uh, who sadly passed away uh, due to his battle with leukemia uh, yesterday. Very uh, sad news to hear. The Enforcer was a, a, a very big supporter of of you know wrestling, but also he would pop into our chats all the time. Mm. We would always see, like you know, I've got my laptop just to the uh, the right of me here, and every now and again I would just see the Enforcer prop up me, which is yeah, to say hello to all the other friendos out there. So uh, well wishes to uh, to his family and friends. Uh, and of course, our friends over at Going In Raw. Um, thank you, Enforce, and you will be missed. Awkward transition. Yeah. Okay. Um, Kenny Omega versus John Moxley had a fantastic, bloody, innovative violence match. Uh, started off where Moxley attacked Kenny on the ramp. That started a big old schmoz of Blackpool Combat Club and the Bucks. All the while, Brian Danielson on commentary is just going. <laughs> I was like, he was doing a lot of that in this match. You're gonna, you're gonna get involved. You're gonna help because you could easily turn the tide against the Bucks if you. <laughs> they don't need his help. Do you think Wheelie Uta and Claudio need Danielson's help against the Young Bucks? Yeah, because they were kicking his ass when no. Nick Jackson ran over and did the dive. They had it under control. 
And Danielson knew that sat there like the boss in a Mega Drive game as you're fighting one of some of his minions. <laughs> and he sat there in the back going, <laughs> Omega's not as good as he used to be. <laughs> see how good Moxie was there. <laughs> uh, Danielson was fantastic on commentary, as he was, uh, what was the match a couple of weeks ago when he was also on commentary? Was oh, probably, uh, probably another Mox match, a Claudio yeah, match. Yeah, was it? I can't, I can't remember, but he did such a good job putting over the story of the feud and, and sort of their like motivations. Yeah, was it to cash? I can't remember. Anyway, I'm sure that the chat is screaming at us right now what it is. So then Omega and Mo- oh, actually, they've stopped doing the long introduction for Kenny Omega. Well, I did also think you've only got 20 minutes of this show left and you're looking to do a cage match with a brawl and an angle. Let's not just kill time with a, 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 a meme about North Carolina. What's going to pop Ollie Davis more is what you've got to remember. That's how Tony books the shows. And he must have thought glass in John Moxley's back does. It's incorrect. I will pop more for the North Carolina joke. He'd already given you Jeff Jarrett. He doesn't need to give you Not enough any- Jeff Jarrett. <laughs> he wasn't on a farm this week. I actually thought Jeff had one of my favorite spots of the whole day, or the whole night. We'll get to that when we get to it. Again, I don't know why we didn't lead with that. <laughs> <laughs> Luke was trying to make us lead with just Jeff Jarrett being in a ring. It wasn't even like last week where there was an ironic case for leading with that excellent Team TNA on the Briscoe Family Farm segment. The pile driver. We could have led with the pile driver. I'm blinded. <laughs> I can't see a thing. I'm blind, JR. I'm blind. Pile driver. Perfect pile driver. <laughs> Initially, I was like, well, that took me out of it. But the more I think about it, the more I love it. Uh, so Omega and Mox brawl into the ring. They lock the cage and they just have an absolute corker of an intense hardcore match yeah got the barbed wire steel chair out very early doors and it was you know one of those proper barbed wire Mm. steel chairs as well because when they hit each other you could see the pinpricks (laughs) within the back we watched uh the the backlash 04 match between uh foley and orton in the office um just the other day and there was a bit of a discussion about like Oh, is that a proper barbed wire base or is that one of the worked barbed wire and actually when you hit them and you see the little pinpricks you're like ah it's one of those real yeah. ones. And this was it's not cake. This was like a, a bit of a vicious one. Like Blo- Mox was bleeding from his face. He was bleeding from his back. And at that point, Danielson said, and I quote, Mox doesn't wake up until he starts bleeding. Love that line. There was also a spot where Omega was doing the head into the turnbuckle in the corner bit. Moxley reverses, looks at the turnbuckle, looks at the camera next to the turnbuckle and whacks Kenny's head into that instead. And then kissed the camera with the blood all blood over his everywhere. mouth and danielson just goes i love this guy <laughs> it was so so glorious they used the ad break to for mm. mox to take down the top rope it's quite a while good job that they had the ad break really they were probably rolling more ads yeah. roll that dolmio that, that domino's ad for a second time he hasn't got it off yet yeah he finally gets off the crowd goes way yeah. and he fish hooks uh, um, Omega with the, the turnbuckle it was so cool in the mouth pulling yeah. the skin it looked great uh, and then Mox gets a bag of broken glass and um, of course he's the one who goes into it like an Omega backdrop but then straight like he so you know Mox oh, goes into the glass so he's backdrop into mm. the glass he immediately sits up locks in the chokehold and Danielson's just like and that's the difference 
that's the difference with Blackpool combat. Mm. So you went straight into that. And again, he escapes out of it, but straight back into the choke again. It was really, really cool. It is like the pain fires Mox up. It's, it's such, I love, love Moxley matches. And then if you didn't think like that was spectacular enough, Omega ran wild with a series of V-triggers mm. and hit a V-trigger so hard, they bust through the cage. Oh, and... Uh, Omega nearly ripped his bollocks open. Like, <laughs> <laughs> see, like the little razor things that were keeping uh, the cage thing up. He could have lost a cock easily <laughs> with that spot. I lost a cock <laughs> in this. I was so excited. Yeah, they. Um, someone pointed out later when, like the the turn happened afterwards, a couple of security people were trying to get in through the locked door, missing the giant <laughs> hole. <laughs> <laughs> they could have easily stepped through that Kenny created with this spot. But yeah, Mox throws him back in the ring and it's set up for for Mox to win, but Callus can get inside the, the cage now because there's, there's that hole and he stops Mox from using the screwdriver on Omega. Omega hits the one-winged angel. Nobody kicks out of that. One, two, nobody kicks out because Don screwdrivers Kenny in the head. Yeah. In the back of that, he literally stabbed him in the back. He he also screwed him because <laughs> yes. it's a screwdriver. Scre Very poetic. Uh, and off that, Moxley gets the pin. Crucially, in a lot of this, Callus did not celebrate with the Blackpool Combat Club. Mm -hmm. He didn't raise Moxley's hand. Moxley just raised his hands like he had won, and Danielson was cheering like Moxley had won. Like they cut to Danielson, and he's got this smile on his face, being like, oh, "I didn't see that coming. <laughs> this is great news for the Blackpool Combat Club. They've also uh, great, like they've also lost Don Callis in the Elite. Oh, 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 but it wasn't like it was our plan all along. Callis was working with us, so I still don't think Callis is working with the Combat Club." So you believe Danielson. You believe Danielson, who sat back through this entire thing, didn't run down through the steel cage, even though there was a big hole for him to help Moxley. And he's he's there saying, well, I didn't know anything about this. <laughs> you can hear the winking and the tongue in cheek through the microphone. I don't know, man. I don't know. Maybe it's just because, you know, I'm a simple wrestling fan. And if the guy doesn't hold up the other guy's <laughs> hand, I'm like, well, they're not aligned. He didn't reveal a Blackpool Combat Club t shirt and the <laughs> shirt. Ripped open his shirt to reveal. That's it's how getting you... hot in here. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only way I'll know. I'm a visual learner. Uh, talk down to us, Tony. That's all we need. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was a great turn. The crowd, the crowd, a fantastic all night in Detroit. Uh, it really surprised everyone, even though it's been so forever. And that's what you want. You know, you, you said on your Raw review on Monday that, hey, predictability isn't a bad thing. You can still make predictable good. I know the lead character in the movie is not going to die. That doesn't stop me from being on the edge of my seat in the final fight scene bit. Yeah. So, yeah, that's what I thought they did here. And it was really well sown. Absolutely. So um, my argument... Uh, why Don is with the Blackpool Combat Club. Uh, two things I've come up with. The the gash from the backstage angle where Mox attacked, Mox attacked Don. Don legitimately shoot, busted open his head in a horrible, awful way. They, uh, uh, that was not, I believe that was not meant to be that brutal. But they did reactive booking. They capitalized on it. I think you could say... 
Dom bled with the Blackpool Combat Club, which is a prerequisite to joining that faction. Mm -hmm. I think a deal might have already been put in place before then, and that you could retroactively book that as that was his actual signing. He didn't sign a contract. They busted him open. Because I think the Blackpool Combat Club, since they've come back and started targeting the elite as full-on heels, sure, they brought back Brian Danielson, but there has kind of been this, but who's really pulling the strings here? Even with Danielson yeah, back. I, I get that. Uh, and who better to pull strings than the invisible hand an job. invisible hand? Uh, counter, uh, if I may. And perhaps I am veering, because like, that all completely makes sense. And you and I have sort of theorized this <laughs> Yeah, pretty much yeah, since yeah. I, in, pretty much since what well, we all thought Callus was going to turn like weeks ago, they've mm. been sort of like dropping these little hints here that Callus is not really on the side with the elite. Or is it a case of Callus is doing this for Kenny's good? So, on a in a, a post dynamite uh, video that they had up on Twitter, the young bucks were carrying Omega, and he said, "If you can't trust family, who can you trust?" The idea being like, "Oh." You can trust Hangman Page. Mm. Or what did Don whisper to him at the end of the show? Oh, uh, yeah. Because the end of the show was Don Callis had the screwdriver up, he threw it down to the floor, whispered something into Kenny's ear, gave him a little kiss on the forehead, and then left. The lost in translation finish. Absolutely. What if Callis's plan was Kenny needs to have no one around him? Not mm. I, I need to show him that even I would turn my back yeah. on him so that Kenny turns his back on Omega, Takeshita, and the Bucks, so he can just go out on his own. And that's Callus's big plan. I am 100% on board with this. And I think what you just said supports the Blackpool Combat Club theory. Because what is the whole Blackpool Combat Club's big guiding ethos with Wheeler Utah and with the Elite? It's they feel that the Elite have gone off the boil. They want them to be the best they can be. On this in this match, Danielson said, Kenny's got all the talent in the world. He's like, there's no one more athletic, which is why it pains me to see what he's done to himself. Yeah. He's not the tippity top star that he was. Yeah. Oh. Hello. Hello. Oh, hello. Uh, don't, don't mind me. I just need the key. Oh, right. Oh, right. Oh, thank God. It's, it's, it's Tempest. <laughs> uh, they're, they're, they're here on the TV. It's the problem of having two studios and just one lanyard. <laughs> That's the keys. I was just about to, to tie it all together. I was doing the sort of Charlie Day conspiracy theory joining of the dots bit. It's a good bit. Mm. Thank you. So Don Cat yeah, so Blackpool Combat Club want Kenny Omega to be the best wrestler he can be. Don Callis wants Kenny Omega to be the rest best wrestler they can be. The the way they've decided to do that is destroy Kenny Omega so he reverts to what he was, weirdly, pre-AEW. Because let's be honest, even with when he went like full cokehead coke heel, <laughs> he still wasn't as good as, as a character as when he was in New Japan. Uh, it, it was a different character, I, I suppose. Yeah, not yeah. as good character. Yeah, yeah, perhaps not as good, yeah. arguably. I don't know if I would make that argument, but I, I, would, I wouldn't... You like bored backpack Kenny? Well, no, no. Bored backpack Kenny was very bad. Him, mm. him walking boringly through Shibuya was not good, Kenny. But AEW champ, world Kenny belt collector, Kenny, yeah, yeah, that Which, I, that yeah, I did like. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and I think you, I, you're right. And I still don't think you know our, our two worldviews mm. sort of do do work together. 
But imagine if Callus isn't even with Blackpool Combat Club and it's just he just did this on his own thing. He's just going to disappear into the ether. Mm. Seeing the chat there sort of like theorizing that what if we've all been thinking the fifth man for, you know, Team Elite is going to be Kota Ibushi. It's Osprey. And like Osprey coming into, but, you know, he's seen how much of an absolute <coughs> dick Don Callis has been. He's just like, look, I don't like Kenny Omega, but I like him a hell of a lot more than I like you. Mm. Yeah, well, there's loads of ways you can go. You've yeah. got the Takeshita element to this as well. Don was trying to recruit him. Blackpool Combat Club were trying to recruit him. They turned on him. There's loads of ways they can go with this. Um, and that's a great angle, right? Mm -hmm. The heel turn. I want to see the, the, the reasoning behind it and the next chapter in the feud. Yeah, I, I thought this was a superb main event and what was a very very good edition of dynamite yeah. with a really hot angle the crowd was so into this i'm i'm captivated by this storyline you know we were talking in the office earlier about double or nothing main events um just we were sort of having brief survival mm. series chat of like what could a potential thing be and adam made the suggestion of like oh it could be uh, AEW pay-per-view main events. And so the problem there is that we don't know what the main event of Double mm -hmm. or Nothing is. And this will and we'll record this now, but it will air after Double or Nothing. And Adam said, well, surely it's the four pillars. I was like, I don't think it will be. I think the Elite versus Blackpool Combat Club will be the main event of Double or Nothing because this feels like the main event storyline in AEW right now. You want to go co-main event? So yeah. <laughs> uh, four, four pillars way will actually be the third from top. Yeah, I think um, I think you can you can do both. If you make it an unsanctioned match, you can put that on last and still have the four pillars main event technically. And Stadium Stampede is a gimmick that will go on last regardless of the main event too. And I'm sure there will be backstage discussion being like, look, the true main event is FTR versus Team <laughs> TNA. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? 
helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Let's see what you all thought on the Omega Chats. WrestleTalk.com forward slash support. Please send them in here. We've had quite a few, so I'm hopeful that means the Streamlabs payment folder has been fixed. Charles, Everyone, give it up for Streamlabs. Fixing basic issues. Give it up Thank for you. everyone. It's a service we pay for. Uh, <laughs> it's not like a free thing. Charles Berg. Oh, Kenny. Falling for the old befriended for decades only to be betrayed trick. I like the term. Fits into the bleeding for the combat club idea. Also really like the four-way promos. Three men had a legend praise them, while Max is all alone. Love that jam, that jam. That is nice. Yeah, that is good. Uh, Kevin. Good episode of Dynamite. I guess Bandito is part of chaos. <laughs> So yeah, in this weird faction world, Trent's mum Sue can tag with Bandido in New Japan. And Kazuchika Ricardo. Intrigued by the turn of Callus and by what that means for the BCC and Takeshita, also really sad that Enforcer Stevie passed away. I like the energy he brought to going in raw. RIP Enforcer. That's my guy. Buzz. Dynamite was great tonight. Looks like we're not getting Don joining the BCC or the Elite. His new Twitter bio is very interesting. This is the key to storytelling in wrestling today. Bios. It's changing your Twitter bio. <laughs> Hold on. Don. I don't mind it with Don, though, because this, this could be construed as a, a jab at the Bucks, because that's the Bucks' way of... Don Callis, the invisible hand. snide remarks. Um... Just the invisible hand. Aha. It's in. Oh, King of Winnipeg, bruv. King of Winnipeg, bruv. What's an Osprey thing to call someone bruv? It is, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, my God. Don Callis managing Will Osprey in AEW. That is tasty. I was going to say, he's also got some kanji in there. Oh, it just says hello. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, that's, that's Jap- Japanese. Yeah. So that could be, I guess, Kota Ibushi, that could Takeshi, be Takeshita, yeah. or it could be Will again, who yeah. is living in Japan. I mean, hello in Japanese, King of Winnipeg, bruv, which is a very London, Essex, Kent bit of slang. That says to me, Will Ospreay. That says to Will Ospreay. That's Ospreay, like, yeah. yeah, I'm a British guy in Japan right now. Oh, thanks for that, Buzz. That was interesting. Random nerds talking. I was there. It was so nuts. I honestly didn't see the turn coming because of all the action. Don's turn is a perfect way for Hangman to come back to the Elite and make it a Will, Kenny, accept and trust him storyline. Also, thank you, boys, for what you do, Hard Emoji. Thank you. Uh, Oh, well, what a crowd Mm. to be a a part of, uh, Random Nerds. And Ashley Acid 16, Memberg for two months. I was there last night again. Uh, Mox was booed so loudly, I was kind of surprised. What happens when you put him in the ring with Kenny Omega, though, who's so beloved uh, by the AEW audience? But was he more booed than Christian? (laughs) It's that turtleneck, man. The power of the turtleneck. Turtlenecks and dead dads. (laughs) He's coming for them all. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtlenecks. Uh, Oh, we've got an announcement. We Uh, 
I don't know if you. Oh, yeah. I've got I've uh, queued up. Uh, 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 but, uh, but I was going to. For tomorrow. Yeah. Do you want me to. So you may have seen on the WrestleTalk news, uh, we have been teasing entrance into the World Cup to determine who is the best at WWE 2K23 that will be airing on Parts Fun Known tomorrow. And we now have some more entrance to be announced. Boom goes the dynamite indeed, as only one day remains until the start of the PFK World Cup, and we have two more competitors to announce right now. First up, representing WrestleTalk is the voice of British wrestling, Dave Bradshaw. Tune in May 12th to see all five WrestleTalk lads duke it out. And representing No Rolls Barred is Sullivan Bo Brown, who you can see battling four other NRBers on May 13th to see who will advance to the cup final, who will hold the gold, and who will raise the PFK World Cup to determine the best in the world at WWE 2K23. Tune in May 12th and May 13th only on Parts Fun Known. One more member of each team to be, well, not team, but block to be announced. That'll be on the Wrestle Talk news tomorrow, which will go live as the tournament is happening. Big time. Uh, 1 p.m. GMT over here BST. in the UK. BST over here in the UK. Start time. Uh, convert that into your local time currency. We have been playing in the office 2K23 since it came out, just in lunch breaks. And the, the most popular thing to do is let's have a Royal Rumble pass the controllers around. Yeah, we've got four pads. There's like six, seven of us that play the game. You get eliminated, pass the pad to whoever is next in line that currently does not have a pad in their hands. I'm terrible at it. And a lot of my uh, trash talking is just asking people what the buttons do, even still now. But honestly, today, I went from fourth to 17th in the rumble outlasting everybody else who started you certainly did as my boy happy corbin yeah you, as happy corbin you ran wild in that rumble for a long time i've not connected with a character <laughs> in that way yeah for, for, with all the characters i've played with and it's been yeah and then you did you have a match with terry afterwards have you have you gone through the singles matches and the the ladder no, matches we, we had a we had a ladder match because there'll be like uh voted on stipulations for each one and ladder matches are quite you know, they're finickety to win. And Terry just destroyed. <laughs> it was Terry and Sully. And Sully destroyed me yeah. while Terry just climbed the ladder. <laughs> I was on the outside. It's Kevin Nash, NWO, just stood there being like, oh, too sweet. I couldn't get back into the ring. And Terry just won it. And you were just stood outside by the by the ladder going, how do I get it down? How do I get it down? Oh, it was so down? annoying. I was next to this ladder. I could have easily disrupted the, the briefcase. I was like grappling the air. God damn it. So yeah, so Brock Lesnar 01 won the United Kingdom Championship. Yeah, so go subscribe to Parts for Known. We will be fully debuting the new studio there tomorrow. You would have seen it in the update video slightly already. But this will be our big live stream. Two-day event, Friday, Saturday. I'm really looking forward to it, actually. It's going to be, be, be loads of fun. Back into this episode of AEW Dynamite. Started off, no entrances, right in the ring, both men ready to go. Claudio Castagnoli versus Ray Phoenix. They had a stonker. Oh, this match. In the words of Sean Ross App, humped. Mm -hmm. It's great. Mm -hmm. Really, really good. Uh, they started in the ring, the pay-per-view were, uh, sorry, they were running down this pay-per-view worthy card they were putting on because 
there a lot of competition for AEW this week. WWE had the same thing, which is why Raw was so heavily loaded with tournament stuff, and it's reportedly why the SmackDown, the SmackDown Six are involved in the Raw exclusive World Championship tournament because they're going to be going up against sports. Yeah, Raw actually didn't benefit, didn't get hurt that badly by it because they got the pay per view bump. So SmackDown should be fine as well. Be very interested to see what happens with Dynamite, mm. but because. It's, they've got stiff competition with all the sports. They were just like, boom, here's a match right into the action. As the show starts, ding, ding, ding. And they just went at it. And these two, like four minutes into this match, were already doing insane things. There was a moment when Phoenix did his suicide dive to the outside. And Claudio just caught him, oh. caught him in a press slam above his head, and then just yeeted him away. It was superb. Yeah, and to, to counter all those amazing strength moments, Phoenix would run across ropes, run across the barricade, doing all these usual insane flippy stuff. Two excellent wrestlers, two like probably at the pinnacle of their respective styles, doing that version of wrestling, fighting each other. So it was a wonderful styles clash, complemented each other's offense brilliantly. Uh, but ultimately it was Claudio winning with elbows raining down and winning with the powerbomb. Uh, the stipulation for this was double jeopardy. Yeah, so if Claudio pinned uh, Phoenix, he he and a partner would get a Ring of Honor tag title shot because Phoenix and the Lucha Bros are the tag champs. If Phoenix pinned Claudio, he would get a Ring of Honor World Championship shot. I like this idea, but I don't care about Ring of Honor. Sorry. I get, I get that it's a really fun way too long weekly show to watch apparently it's like the best show on tv because it's a tv show that doesn't have to worry about like ads and, mm. and sponsorships and stuff so it's just it's just great wrestling it's what basically nxt used to be yeah but it's also two hours should be a one should hour be an hour should That's be an hour ring show. of honor always was uh but yeah i I just started to think because I misheard what they said at the start and I was like oh what if Claudio wins he gets a shot at FTR's titles him and Yuta or him and Moxley like whatever combination of the black yes please and I was like oh it's the ring of honor okay yeah <laughs> I mean they, 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 you know they put the graphic up on screen and stuff but also FTR are <laughs> no, a bit, FTR are a bit busy at the moment with actual stars as well, well like none of these ring of honor geeks I'm not complaining about how it was explained that, that was on me I'm more complaining about just Ring of Honor being a factor. Uh, I, th I, I think you could definitely win this match, team up for something post-double or nothing. Because let's be honest, Team TNA isn't the hottest what? first feud for Get FTR. Out. Get out. FTR won the titles from the guns, and now they're doing this, and it sounds like they'll avoid the Bucks. Like, this isn't a great run so far, but well... It's been like... Four weeks. Yeah, but you should have something to do. Team TNA's the thing to do. I'm just saying, you've got Blackpool Combat Club right there, post double or nothing. That's what I want to see. I oh, think those would be great and, matches. And maybe you will do. Miro was shown walking backstage. He's he, back, everyone. Yeah, he ignored Rene and went straight into Tony Khan's office. Yeah. Uh, Miro <laughs> just returning to TV has not been seen in eight months. Uh, do you know? Do you remember what his last match was? Oh, you saw the rest talk news, so but I've already forgotten it. <laughs> Wasn't it in the? Was it in the, in the tournament? No. Oh, it was after that. Yeah, I can't remember that. His last match in AEW was at All In when he teamed with Sting and Darby Allen to take on House of Black. Honestly, yeah, I do remember that now because they were courting Miro. Yeah, at House of Black. You stand up the House of Black feud. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, so Miro is back. Uh, we also, later on in the show, uh, Thunder Rosa mm -hmm. made her return. Fightful Select reported that these two returns are directly linked to the launch of Collision in June, which is the, the new AEW show that will be airing on Saturdays, which is, of course, not a problem for us whatsoever. Tony Khan would later make the announcement that he'll make an announcement referencing Thunder Rosa and Miro showing up by saying... Look, we've got all these people backstage. They want TV time. <laughs> what could... I've got an announcement coming. He's very excited at the moment because, mm. uh, you know, if the rumours are true and Fightful Select in, a, in another report said that they couldn't confirm the figure that was being batted around yesterday. The figure being batted around yesterday was $1 billion over five years, which yeah. is the exact same deal that WWE got with SmackDown on Fox. While he couldn't confirm that, he said there's, it's likely that it's true and it's going to work out to be a very good deal for AEW. Warners are so pleased with all of the wrestling. If you're Tony Khan, of course you're going to do something like next week. I'm going. I'm making an announcement that next week I'm going to make an announcement because he's just an excited little <laughs> boy because his TV show is doing so well that Warners are commissioning another TV show on top of the three other shows they've already commissioned from him. Well, I hope you're... Uh your share that enthusiasm when it's just revealed to be a spin-off series they're doing with DC on Max in Winnipeg. And you wouldn't want to see? <laughs> oh, Who am I kidding? I'd love that more than anything. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so exciting. Yeah, really, really exciting uh, for them. I mean, as I said, like the Five of Slate report is this is a great mm. deal for, for AEW. They've done like, and yeah, one, the relation they've got with Warners is superb. The, yeah, but yeah, exciting. I think Tony's undermined the announcement shtick by doing this loads. That's the only real, because this is a genuine announcement. This is a huge, huge thing. Um, but also, as soon as it hits on Wednesday, we will launch into the next phase of problems. Because it's not like, boom, this is the big solution for everything that's gone wrong for the last nine months. It's, no, 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 we're just, we're just, we're just finally addressed. We've we've got a solution for it, mm -hmm. but of course, like it, CM Punk's coming back, Thunder Rosa's coming back. Well, Thunder Rosa's made amends, yeah. with, with everyone. Yeah, no, she won't piss off anyone else in the future. Yeah, no, but, you know, no. I mean, but Punk is, Punk is a larger uh, issue that probably needs to be addressed. Andrade, but this is stage one. Well, Andrade's that, that's just a Twitter Miro really. himself. But the, I I think Punk is your big fisher of problems. Mm. This is step one. You've got him back through the doors. Yeah. There will be tapings where both Punk and the Elite are going to be there. They are talking about, so they've got some buildings booked for Saturdays to do tapings collision, which were live, but they may also book buildings for Wednesdays and Thursdays, pre-tape collision on the mm. Thursdays, then air on the Saturday, which means that the Elite and Punk just may cross paths. This is step one. Yeah. So that when we get to All In, the main event is the Elite versus Punk and FTR. Okay. <laughs> I just, you know, the, the warrior in me uh, sometimes sees what's happening and feels like they're patching over the problems yeah. as opposed to resolving. Them. Look, I've, I've watched the movie Encanto a uh, hundred times yeah. since my since my daughter worked out that she can choose what goes mm. on the TV, right? There is a moment when the house is breaking apart and when Mirabelle finds Bruno, she finds that, Mir uh, that Bruno has been, well, really, Technically, it's, it's all hey. Has been uh, putting spackle over, and he has been plastering over the cracks with mm. the family for years. Mm. 
and it worked out great for them in the end. Cool. Well, I, I'll take your word for it. I've not seen the movie. <laughs> but uh, I... I here, okay, do you know why I don't see this as a big issue mm. or why I'm not as worried about this as you are, even though I, pre- I probably should <laughs> be? I was more worried this was going to be a brand split with two world titles. Yep. And I was really worried that we were going to end up with two smegging belts in this company and I don't want two smegging belts. That's phase two. <laughs> MJF got uh, the first of four total pre-tape promos, all really well produced and put together. It was each of the four pillars essentially putting forward their case. MJF compared the four pillars to the Beatles, said he's Paul McCartney. It's the best one. Everybody of course, yeah, knows everyone that, yeah. uh, uh, Most longevity. He had the best Iron Man match in history. I think it's something you talked about Paul McCartney. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Paul McCartney. <laughs> had, the best, had the best run after the Beatles. He had the best dog collar match. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, he said the best singles dog collar match, which I thought was a really nice distinction, considering the FTR yeah, Briscoes, Briscoes one. So that was like, you know, that was a, a respectful note from Max. I and really they, liked that. And they said CM Punk's name. Mm. And I think that is the first time since Brawl Out that he's like been properly mentioned on yeah. TV. Like he's beaten John Moxley. He's beaten Brian Downs. I've beaten CM Punk. Mm. I actually really like this promo because it's like, look, I'm begging you guys, you need to step up. Yeah, because yeah, I've yeah. had the best Iron Man match. I've already had the best singles match. Look at these guys I've already beaten. What have you guys accomplished? I'm begging you, please. Pull yourselves up by your bootstraps and, you know, just really put some effort in. Should we just do all of them now then? Because yeah. later we got a video promo with Sammy. We're talking heads from Jericho, of course, leader of the JS and Inner Circle, and Tay Conti. Uh, again, really well done, but he's, he presented himself as a baby face here. was weird that he felt like the baby face in this mm. promo. Especially because he was still yucking it up with, oh, I guess they turned on each other by the yeah. end. I just... He's he's not going to be a babyface for a long time, I don't think. Oh, no, no. Uh, but he does keep trying to be a babyface. He's got, uh, at this point, real Miz vibes about mm. him, which is that the company sometimes like, maybe you will work as a babyface. <laughs> they try for two weeks, like, nope, let's just put you back to being a heel again. Uh, Darby Allens might have been my favorite one. Yeah, he, he put forth this idea that when he trains for a match, he's not like doing physical training. He's doing daredevil stunts because for him wrestling is breaking through mental barriers of fear i just thought that perfectly sums up your character yeah this felt like an unlockable video in tony hawk's pro skater 2 <laughs> uh have you uh have you heard what he's gonna do he wants to take two months off to go climb mount everest huh? darby allen right okay i don't think he's winning or <laughs> well, maybe he is take the belt with him. Well, maybe this is how you introduce the second world title. <laughs> we need a world champion here, and our world champion's gone to Everest. Or maybe there'll be like a cinematic climb Everest match. <laughs> uh, the the final one was Jungle Boy. I, I feel like this has really benefited Derby. I've been so impressed with Derby being away from Sting a bit more, getting to do promos, apart from that one where he was excited about getting a bye. I think he's been spectacular. Jungle Boy's kind of been the opposite for me, where he it's kind of not exposed him, but shown the great in the ring, but character-wise outside the ring, he does not have the same connection with me as MJF, Sammy, and Darby. And my worry is, because this video package again felt like this to me, he is going to be the singles program that's going to spin off mm. from this four-way feud. 
I've almost felt like since day one of this four pillars thing, it's been setting up that the next pay-per-view match after this or the next big singles feud will be MJF and Jungle Boy yeah. because pretty much since day dot, and I was reminded of this recently because it's the, the Warner upfronts next week and they you know that's probably where they'll announce the new deal between warner and aew and the new tv show collision they were sharing photos of the original upfronts mm. and that was like nyla rose was part of it and you know it was obviously the elite and this and the other but it was jungle boy was there like front and center because pretty much since day one of aew they handpicked him to be like he's going to be our top homegrown babyface star and i this again is sort of mm. feeding into some of that even when i think of the three options in this match that isn't max he feels like the least over of the of yeah. the three i think the the jurassic express split has actually really brought him well not brought him down he's just stayed at the same level yeah despite having a lot of opportunities given to him i don't want to say too, you know too much criticism there because i really like jungle boy but i just he's he's in that awkward space where he's getting more than I think his character's connecting. I also think as well, like, and I don't know how much this really translates into anything, but we're still calling him Jungle Boy, and that's mm. not his name anymore. Yeah, good point. Like, they are, you know, very much on TV. He is Jack Perry now, Jungle Boy Jack Perry, but everyone just still calls him Jungle Boy. Well, he hasn't grown up yet. Maybe that's he hasn't connected in this new Jack Perry that's, gimmick. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Uh, then Dax Harwood comes out. Oh, to the ring finally, with FTR. some stars at he last. Calls out Mark Briscoe, but out come Team TNA instead, which means no more brilliant farm skits. And FTR said, We'll give you a title shot if you admit to using Mark Briscoe. And that was offended. I know. This. And then Mark Briscoe comes down and says, like, Look, I've sorted it out. You two can have a title match. I'm going to be the special guest referee. And like, so I was good. like, that's great. Yeah, that's great booking. Well done. Uh, then tries to do a peace brokerage, pours everyone out some tequila, gives everyone a bit of tequila, gives you know, hands everyone a cup and everything. Jeff Jarrett just looks at it, and before he like, well, Mark Briscoe looks just like, nah, just throws yeah. the cup away. <laughs> Jeff Jarrett's got no time for this. Was that your favorite? That thing? was my favorite. Well, that, when you said it earlier, I was like, I bet that's the bit. Uh, but it's cool because like, it's I need to be. Well, we're about to jump these guys. I don't want to be slightly drunk. I thought the only thing I would have changed here, uh, apart from Dax's incredible <laughs> blinded skills of perfect technical moves, Sanjay Dutt didn't take a cup. He just got the bottle and he downed it. Mm. And then he spat it in Dax's face. Very clear, we are heels. I would have actually preferred. He, you know, gets cocky, takes the whole bottle oh no, it's Mark Briscoe's weird homebrewed I, vodka. I thought it might be moonshine or something. Yeah. And he spits then. Oh. So you could, you could interpret it as, oh no, they are, they might still be friends. This could just be a big misunderstanding. Because then Brawl, uh, Mark stumbles into Dax, pile driver, just madness. Jay Lethal looked genuinely concerned. Yeah. And I was like, ah, oh, well now... Now I know Team TNA are the bad guys. They did set this up. I thought it would be a lot more compelling that if we good. were still going to the pay-per-view where it's like Mark is genuinely torn between the two. No, I like your I like mm. your idea better. But I did like this a lot. That's what I would have changed. Yeah. I mean, it was the best thing on the show. <laughs> uh, Chris Jericho's there. He is accusing Adam Cole of creating an unsafe work environment, got a court order to ban Cole from any arena he's in. So Roderick Strong comes out, challenges him to a fool's count anywhere next week 
with the JAS band from ringside. Yeah, so uh, Roddy mm. replied to Jericho's court order with a court mm. order of his own. He's only been in this company for two weeks, but he knows how things work around in AEW, and it's about getting those court orders. Yeah, not Tony Khan or ge- generic authority it's figure. Legal paperwork. Yeah. He'll, um, be, he'll be making announcements on TV soon. <laughs> oh, by the way, if you can hear at home a slight drilling noise in the background, please do tell us because we want to know if it's picking up on the mics. There's some work being done in the building and it's annoying. Um, we had Thunder Rosa. We had Sammy's video package. We had Tony make an announcement about an announcement. And I can't believe I'm saying this considering the opener and the closer of this show. We then got my favorite match. I love the opening to this in particular, which is Orange Cassidy out wrestled Daniel Garcia and then went into his Cassidy stuff. Mm. So, so good. I loved all of this. Uh, I t- Cassidy is the best thing in AEW right now. Like, I genuinely mean that. Uh, on t- Like, more than the elite Bullet, uh, Bullet Club, Blackpool Combat Club, the Don Callis turn. This Orange Cassidy story I'm so invested in, and it's just slow, steady growth. I th- There's been a few matches recently he's had. I think this was his 22nd where I thought there's no way they can make it closer. And the final minute, minute and a half of this, well, Garcia is just going submission, 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 stomping the hand as Orange Cassidy tries to get the out of it. The hand that he had from the Buddy Matthews defense a yeah. few defenses back. And after already massively working over the leg for that, you know, the really cool Dragon Tamer sharpshooter thing he does, maybe he has the best sharpshooter. <gasps> We were, talk- we were talking yesterday. That's right. Not yeah. Brett. <laughs> but we had to say Brett. We had to say Brett. Um, lady was in the room. And then this crazy near fall sequence that Cassidy just got the better. I thought we were going to get a title change. The looks on both of their faces told you everything you need to know about this storyline that, that Cassidy is running right now, which is Daniel Garcia had this look on his face was like, how did I lose that? Mm. And Orange Cassidy had a look on his face like, I cannot believe I won that. It's perfect. It's so, so good. And I still don't know <laughs> who's the guy. I know a lot of people are pushing it for it to be Miro. Miro just goes in, and like he did with Derby, just absolutely squashes him and wins that belt. But I don't know, man. Like every time I see him get another defense, I'm like, I just want to see one more defense. I want to see another one. Should I give you an idea? Please do. So later on in the show, we had the best amigos, Trent, Chuck, Chucky and Bandido taking on House of Black in the open house match. It cut back to Orange Cassidy after that match. He'd been beaten up, standing over him. Thank God they told us on commentary because he doesn't look like him. Did you recognize Carl Fletcher? There's <laughs> big, like, floppy 90s curtains. And I thought, is that, that Cabby Kyle? And then it was like, that's Carl Fletcher. It's like, oh, it is. It is Carl Fletcher. <laughs> like his brother? <laughs> I don't Rob, Rob yeah. Fletcher's here. <laughs> so uh, Carl Fletcher's beaten up Orange Cassidy, poses with the belt, Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. That's going to be... Also would have been a good giveaway. Like mm. if, I, if they hadn't said on commentary, that's Carl Fletcher. Once he gone Aussie, Aussie, they'd be like, well, it's, it's not Mark, so I'm going to... Buddy, <laughs> Buddy Murphy. I just saw him at the... It is quick though. So he's probably going to be... Uh, and a new title contender for Cassidy. Great. They'll have a great match. Don't think he's the guy to beat him. No. But who is connected to Carl Fletcher? Mark Davis. 
Yeah, absolutely right. Dunkzilla is the man to take the belt off of him. Or maybe you get Mark Davis afterwards. Then you get Jeff the Cobb. The Great O'Khan. The Great O'Khan. Jeff Cobb's in the faction, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Building to the rematch from Forbidden Door last oh, year will Osprey get the international championship onto Osprey, heading into All In. He fights Omega for the international championship at Wembley. And that's how you get the. The win, the, uh, the Osprey then wins. I, I I'd like that. I think we're getting uh, Omega Osprey to at Forbidden Door, mm-hmm. and my pitch for um, All In is Omega Danielson too. I think yeah. What I, would you do with Osprey on All In? Um, you could do a uh, a United King, uh, United Kingdom, a United Empire six like trios match. United Empire versus House of Black. Like I, know you need I think. Thing, well, I you think know. save Danielson Omega for all out. Then you, I, you I really want to focus yeah. on a British star. I think. I I would agree. Well, maybe that's what you're going to do with Soraya and Hater. Um, because I know the other pitch that you know we've certainly been talking about in the office is doing Danielson and Zack Saber Jr. The match we yeah, didn't get at yeah, yeah. Forbidden Door last year. My only thing I would say, if like I was say I was in Will Washington's position mm-hmm. to say like maybe not do that, it's a um, it's a ninety thousand seat building. If you're in the nosebeats, you ain't seeing the technical stuff that Danielson and Zack Saber yeah. Jr. are doing. Yeah, big screens. I know, but it'd be like ants down there. Just like you can't see the intricate finger work that they're doing in their submissions. You watch on, you watch along on fight on, <laughs> on your phone, I think. Uh, sorry, so back to just a few more things on Garcia because uh, his dance. This, yeah, he, well, he was overtly showboating. Yeah, this this sort of dance thing this he's doing thing is, he is new. Well, not new, but like definitely did it a lot here. And Excalibur put over. If Garcia wasn't showboating so much, he would have won this. And what he's saying is he should leave the sports entertaining JAS and be the, well, Blackpool Combat Club style wrestler we know he can be. Cool, that story again. Yeah. (laughs) It would be a great story if they didn't already pay it off uh, six months ago. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Then we got Christian come out. Now, I thought the crowd was... uh, We had uh, Shida, Hater and Baker challenge the outcasts for a match next week with uh, Shida on their side. So trios match now for next week. Christian comes down. And we've had a hot crowd all night, but I thought that the crowd were... They weren't quiet, but they'd gone to normal level because they'd just seen this great match, been a good show so far. Here's Christian. Christian, like, looks around and goes, so Detroit's one of the worst cities in the country. Everyone loses their minds and he gets nuclear heat sustained for five minutes. And he just carries on and he just cut his (laughs) promo. He's like, what is it with this place and daddy issues? You know, I faced up against Jungle Boy. His dad was dead. Wardlow once had a dad. He's now got a new dad in Arn Anderson. But Arn Anderson's already got a son. You might remember him. He wrestles here called Brock Anderson. Mm. Why isn't he in the corner of Brock? Oh, it's because he saw the new shiny toy. He saw the, saw the new Buzz Lightyear over mm. there in, in, in Wardlow. It was like, like he was stumbling over his words a little bit, like the heat almost got to him and like and it, you know, he sort of found his feet. But it was genuinely so it was genuinely awesome. Uh yeah, I loved it. So Brian Alvarez on Wrestling Observer Radio doesn't know anything. This is him speculating. But he like he does start to stumble, which is weird for Christian. And it comes after the line when Christian says uh, something like, Arn's son is 
gone or dead to him or something. Yeah. I didn't know this, but Arne's other son passed away two months ago. Oh. And of course he was talking about Brock. Yeah. But from the moment he says that, it's almost like Christian goes, ah, and, yeah. And then he almost doubles down on Brock, uh, Brock, Brock, Brock Anderson. Mm. Um, and then, like Alvarez says, he gets out of there as quickly as possible, probably to run to Arne and go, I'm so sorry, I'm I so didn't sorry, mean it yeah. like that. Um, but yeah, a great promo though. Great, great promo, great heat, because someone else could say those words and not get the same kind of reaction. Christian has a very good S-eating grin. It's because Christian is better than Edge. <laughs> he always has been and he always will be. What does what does Tempest think? <laughs> well, I mean, what does he know? He's wrong for starters. Don't make me choose. <laughs> Anna Jay then took on Julia Hart in a, I'm going to say, spirited hardcore match. <laughs> so they were given the top of the hour this has to be in response to that one week where Rampage drew an amazing viewership and it was all in Julia Hart segments that Tony Khan was like, let's put her in the top of the hour on Dynamite yeah. and see what happens. Maybe there's this like huge Julia Hart drawing power that we haven't fully tapped into yet. But there was also uh, Anna Jay and the Bunnies. It was a tag hardcore yeah. match on Rampage, did really well. So bit of that in here as well. Uh, yeah, it's a lot of people enjoyed this match I've seen, and they they like how well both women performed. Uh, it wasn't for me because they're both heels, and commentary saying they used to be friends. I I don't remember that. I don't. I was never. I've certainly never invested in it. Yeah, uh, I didn't buy into the dark. story. Yeah, I, this this didn't do much for me either. I'm afraid. And I thought, you know, they were they were certainly working hard, but I don't think the work was particularly good. The final spot was uh, second rope superplex, meant to go onto a, a pile of chairs, but they missed it. And then Julia Hart won with a submission. I thought, I don't buy Julia Hart in this role. Hmm. And I don't buy her beating Anna Jay. And it was like, to what end are we going to with, with yeah. this? Like, are we going to do Julia Hart and... Jade Cargill, or like you know, Hart and Hater. I can't. I couldn't tell you, and I def. But I definitely could tell you. I'm not excited for that. I okay. To put a positive thing, because I agree. Like I thought this match was spirited. Is such a really. It's a good way to hmm. describe it because it wasn't bad. It wasn't good either, but it wasn't bad. Um, but they certainly did try, and they tried to run out. And actually, you know, credit to AEW for just giving them a yeah, shot yeah, yeah. and just putting them out and being like, look, you've got, we're putting you top of the hour, sink or swim, go out there, have the <clears> match, <throat> show us what you can do. And I think, you know, they were all backstage, people were like, that was, that was good. And you really put some effort in there. Let's work on this. We can try this. Let's do this. So I, I think there are some positives to be taken out of this. Mm. Um, they're minimal positives, <laughs> but there are positives nonetheless. After that, Bandido and the best friends, so the best amigos, took on House of Black. Uh, which was the first of the open house challenges. So open house gimmick rules mean no rope breaks, 20 count on the outside, yep. uh, and the opponents get to choose a DQ stipulation of their choosing. Yeah, and there's no Canadian destroyers, and there's a rants room that you can go to uh, to cut <laughs> your promos on. I was like, what? what's he doing? Oh, it never got the chance to deserve. <laughs> Control your narrative. 
Uh, I know you weren't overly keen on uh, Best Amigos, almost like downplaying the, the the fourth option on this, which is you get to introduce your own rule to this. Which, like, Buddy Matthews had this very long Twitter post explaining why they have enforced these rules, and the, he was like, "All we have in this world is fairness." So allowing you to be able to pick a stipulation. I I completely get what you're saying as well. There's like them saying all witches are banned from ringside because they forgot to pick a stipulation. I get what you mean by saying it sort of undermines the, the importance of it, but I also think it kind of highlights of it that perhaps they would have done better if they'd have thought about it more. Because House of Black won this in a very dominant fashion mm. because they were just working within the three rules that they had allowed themselves, whereas Best Amigos did not use they're smart to add in a fourth rule that would benefit them in some way. So if anything, it actually highlights the fourth rule as perhaps the most important one. Yeah, uh, I wouldn't have done that for the first one. I would have done a, a, a bunch of matches before you start having people take the piss. Because I think House of Black, I love House mm. of Black, but they are a delicate tonal act in that as soon as you start to make fun of them a bit, they do fall down. Because it's you know it's very over the top and self important and very serious. It's, so that's it's goofy, spooky nonsense. Yeah, so that's why I'm concerned about the acclaimed and daddy ass feuding with them. I'm like, I don't want Max Caster to cut a rap on how silly Malachi Black looks because I like Malachi Black and I think he looks awesome. But he like Max Caster could tear into shreds on a promo, and mm. they then start this match. And all of the lights are off, apart from spotlights on the ring, to make this very different from every other match within the company. I'm curious, I might even suggest we run a poll yeah. to find out about this, because I felt that the crowd didn't really know what to make of this. And I think it actually took the crowd out of the match early doors, because the first half of it was them going like, is this good? I can't decide whether this is good or not. Is it cool? I mean, I, I can't see as much as I once did, especially when they're brawling around uh -huh. the ring. But by the end, like once Bandido got the hot tag, oh, it's great hot tag, and the crowd really did feel like they they picked up for it. Um, but I, I did think that maybe there was something to do with the lights that kind of hurt the crowd's enjoyment of this. So, Mod Mother, if you can hear me, can we run a poll? Mm. Uh, thumbs up, thumbs down on the the lights being out for this. I think on TV it looks very visually cool, but I wonder what it's actually like in the building. I, I liked it. I've seen people who don't like it. I think the majority of people liked the idea of freshness and it's something different. It's not like the whole, like a whole hour of the show is dedicated to it. Who would do that? Um, hopefully it's a instance of, well, this is the first one. Next week, the crowd will know it's happening or, you know, the next open house mm. match, they'll know it's happening and it can become something you look forward to when the lights go down. Ooh. It, it almost felt like halfway through the match, they were starting to just raise the light strips ever so slightly. Like it felt mm. like the, at the end of the match, the, the crowd were lit up more than they were at oh. the start of the match. Almost like they were adjusting it mid match. Maybe that's just, it was my eyes that, that, that called that, or maybe I'm completely wrong on it. Um, but yeah, just, <clears throat> it's because when it started, my first thought was like, Oh, they fiended them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I didn't think it was anywhere near that bad. I, in fact, I really quite liked it. Uh, but yeah, like you said, the House of Black did win pretty dominantly. Uh, Ten minutes, maybe, but mm -hmm. on top most of the time. Brody King, Dante's Inferno for the win. And then we cut backstage. Cast is being beaten up by Carl Fletcher. Jungle Boy promo. Ricky Starks promo on Jay White. That's taking place next week. And then the main event. Interesting that's not on Double or Nothing. And I wonder if that's a conscious choice to try and keep the card smaller for 
double or nothing. I hope so. I hope so as well. Like that was when people, I, I kind of, you know, check social media afterwards. People were like, why wasn't this on the pay-per-view? My first thought was, I hope it's not on the pay-per-view because it means we get a smaller card pay-per-view. That's Tony Khan learning. We don't need 15 matches on a pay-per-view. Or it's a it's a DQ setup for the pay-per-view match. Yes, yeah, and it's Ricky and Action Andretti. Yes. Ricky Starks and the other for one. For the buy-in. <laughs> uh, overall, I thought this was one of the best shows of the year. Like, t- top couple of shows of the year for AEW. And one of their better shows they've ever done. I gave it 91%, I think. Yeah, I thought this was a great show. Really, mm. really enjoyed it. Do we have chat? Um, uh, alt, um, shout outs. Patreon shout outs. We yeah. certainly do. Head on over to patreon.com forward slash wrestle talk to get involved with the other pledge hammers and the great content that they get hold of, including hey, you know what yesterday was? It was Wednesday yesterday. You know what that means. Wrestle talk behind the scenes went Ooh. live yesterday, which was you and Pete uh, doing a deep dive discussion about the WrestleMania storyline. Yeah, big booking discussion. Uh, we we sort of walked through how we came up with the idea, some behind-the-scenes silly things that happened, all the stuff that went wrong, <laughs> and we had to change things last minute. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was really fun going through that with Pete, and if you're interested in how the WrestleMania storyline and sort of the whole news relaunch off the back of it came about... Head over to patreon.com forward slash WrestleTalk to find out. Next week, it will be WrestleTalk After Dark. And then the week after that, Ollie Davis and I will be reviewing TNA Sacrifice 2009. It's a fatal four-way match where everyone is making the ultimate sacrifice. Mick Foley is putting his TNA championship on the line. Sting is putting his career on the line. Kurt Angle is putting the godfathership of the main event mafia on the line. And Jeff Jarrett is putting his shares in TNA (laughs) on the line. They're not worth anything, Jeff. Whoever gets pinned will lose the thing that they are sacrificing for the match. Brilliant. What a stipulation. Also, Kevin Nash and Samoa Joe are having a match. The British Invasion are on the card. There's a Monsters Ball match that goes three minutes. (laughs) Cannot wait. Cannot wait. I'd say a thank you to our wonderful $25 a month or more pledge hammers, a tall, handsome guy who has goals in life, Delonta Blaine. Dr. Hook, Nolan Evans, El Jefe, Elijah Furman. Better than the EST, the ELT. All Ego, Ethan Wiley. Send me to heaven, Evan Reich. Always shining, Garrett Albright. The Geordie bus driver, Harry. The third wild Samoan, James Barefoot. The overstepper, James Nepper. Murderous James Muta. And WrestleTalk's problem, Wrestle Talk's personal problem solver, Jamie Donovan. That's our Hall of Fame class there for the 11th of May 2023. Last call for the Omega Chats, wrestletalk.com forward slash support. I'm just Marcus says, Steel Cage match was amazing. Didn't see the callous turn coming like this, but I should have. Much as I want to see the Elite and Hangman reunited, what if Hangman? is the one to turn and join BCC. He's already bled with Mox, and they want to make him better. Ah, he's got too <clears> much <throat> love for the Bucks, and he wants to make amends with Omega. I don't see that happening. I don't, but what you said makes sense, but really, now's the time to bring them back. 
Jake WTW. I thought this was an excellent show. I thought the term was very well done and it can lead down multiple paths. I do like the idea of Don using Danielson's method of fixing Kenny by using the screwdriver. Oh, that's good. You said screwed, but fixing also works. Absolutely. That's great. Benny Boy 004. So Claudio can pick a partner of his choice to face the Lucha Bros and commentary only mentioned BCC members. But what if it was someone else? What? If it's Chris Hero, that is a fantastic idea, Benny, for the ROH tag team titles. The old kings of wrestling. Brilliant. I like that a lot. Samad Ali. Many feel Starks, Kingston and Cole are the favourites to dethrone MJF. But have we considered Orange Cassidy? He has been the best book champion since October. Imagine his foil against MJF when he levels up for the world title. I think MJF versus Orange Cassidy for the world title is an excellent idea for a pay-per-view match i think i booked that a couple of weeks ago did you yeah yeah it was like you know orange can go look i've won all these matches mm. in a very low effort way uh a max yeah like the like just a two-week feud off the back of double or nothing i mean that all out mm. is a hell of a main event I don't think you could main event a show with it. Well, next it'll be MJF Punk. Because yeah. the, the first thing that Tony Khan will do will find the quickest route possible to get the world title back on CM Punk. And piss and, everyone else and off. And then CM Punk can get injured again. Vacated. <laughs> <laughs> you know what that means? It's interim world titles here again. Kevin, let's play a game. Pick a trio and what should their stipulation be for their House of Black Rules match? I'll start. BCC would pick. You have to make your opponents bleed before you can pin them. Yes, that's very good. They'd be at a disadvantage since Mox always bleeds. Yeah, I was going to say, they're running a bit of a risk with uh, mm. with that one. Mm. Um, Death Triangle. Uh, and the uh, stipulation is um, that... Uh, you've got to have uh, five Greg sausage rolls <laughs> before you before you finish the match. That's good. A dark or I'll do dark order. Um, you've got to complete Shredder's revenge on hard. Yeah, mode. sure. That's like that. <laughs> Uh, Bacon Rasher, hi lads. What a callous move from Dom, but decent story progress. Someone needs to tell Brian a professional built the Titanic and an amateur built the Ark. Also, Christian just made the TNT title relevant. Love a Christian promo. Jam that box. I'm still LIW for life. Nah, I killed him. Bonesaw Buck823. <laughs> Good day, my dudes. Enjoyed the show last night. Enjoying you guys now. Correct me if I'm wrong, but was MJF's promo the first time Punk has been mentioned by name on Dynamite since Brawl Out? Keep up the good work. Jam that jam. I think so. Mm. Yeah, I can't remember. Obviously, it'd pop up on the Fight Forever graphics, but we'll see Punk before we see that goddamn video game. <laughs> DK, I love the pillars, but the promos highlighted a huge problem for me. MJF's beat Jericho, Cody, Moxley, Hangman, CM Punk. The biggest scalps for the other three are Christian, Matt, and Joe. Khan needs to actually book young stars, beat an elite, and more before this. That's an interesting point to make. Mm. Um, I think I disagree ever so slightly. So I think that almost just furthers MJF's case in here. And like that's, he's asking them to step up and that is now getting them to step up to that level. But that's not to say that down the road, you can't have Darby beat someone like a, a Moxley or a Omega or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I think if Darby goes back to feud with a Brian Cage, this isn't the best capitalization Completely. on this. Uh, Jonathan Burr, Baroub, Menberg 4. 
17 months was there last night. Great card, great turn. Miro Rosa return, but nothing compares to Christian's heat. I couldn't even hear the promo. Uh, that's what they wanted for Brock. I was going to say, I couldn't hear Brock's promo either because <laughs> they just got the hairdryer out. <laughs> and some Reinhardt Menberg for four months in a row was there for the show. There were children crying in my section when Don hit Kenny. House Rules match was so good and the pop for Miro was so loud. Graham Shaw, on the positive side, booking a Fool's Count Anywhere match with people banned from the arena is wonderful foreshadowing, and Miro is back. On the negative side, I'm really sick of Double J smoke break matches on pay-per-view once was too often. Graham, you could not be more wrong, my friends. Um, although, obviously, you're right on that one, because it's a Fool's Count Anywhere match. If you go outside of the arena you can have Cole interfere or the JAS interfere, mm -hmm. beat down Roderick mm -hmm. Strong so Jericho gets the win. It's actually a very smart little finish. I'm so sorry. Your name hasn't been recorded here, so please tell the mods and hopefully they can tell us what it is. Long time watcher, first time ultra chatter. I was at the show. First AEW event and holy swear word, I'm never missing an AEW Detroit show again. That main event and Claudio versus Phoenix had me in awe. Screw you, Don. Uh, Another screw. Apparently Tony as well, uh, after the, everything all the tapes have done, said that he was uh, considering doing a pay-per-view in Detroit because the crowd was so good for him. Mm. And they sold tickets really well. Yeah. They only had like... 800 tickets not sold, I think. Biggest attendance for quite some time. Jonathan Hedman, Hedman member for 20 months. Uh, good appropriate time of day. Gents, I really love the look of the House of Black match. They should do that look all the time. They probably will do. Well, I think for the open house ones, for sure. Uh, hot tag. Hot tag. Uh, this one comes in from Bill Zibub, who says, first time at Omega Chatter, if slash when Punk comes back, would you immediately capitalize on the MGF food and play off their previous work or go straight into feuding with the elite if all parties are willing? That, that If all parties are willing, are doing a lot of heavy lifting uh, there. I think it's probably MJF. I think there's only one choice, and that's a feud with Chris Jericho. Uh, DK says, I love that all the problematic stars are coming back now just because Khan's promised them new titles for another brand. That's also not true. Uh, can't wait until it all leads to him announcing a new pay-per-view to be their Survivor Series called AEW Implosion. Uh, Jason Pereira says, I just started watching Mr. Inbetween. I can't get over how much I think it's Luke Owen gone bad. I've had so many messages people. I've never even heard of this show. I don't know what that is. So I'm going to Google it now. I've had so many people being like, have you seen Mr. In-Between? Mr. In-Between. It's an Australian comedy series. Uh, images. Uh, I I don't think so. Uh, aside he, from similar beard shape yeah, and he shaved is, head. He has got a shaved head and a, a goatee beard. But other than that, he has a different face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you know. It's nice to, mm. nice to know that people are thinking of me. Brett J. Rasmus says, uh, I know Luke wasn't here last week for the AEW Dynamite review. I need to hear Luke talk about <laughs> Team TNA being on the Briscoe farm from last week. Also, what is Restock's plan for All In? Please tell me you are going to Wembley. Still figuring it out. Um, Didn't know they'd sell that many tickets. <laughs> um... Yes, we, we will figure that out and have something announced at some point. Some of us are going. Mm. I, I, I have tickets sorted. Oh, do you? I've got, I've got options for tickets sorted. Oh, he's got options. Yeah. Um, but uh, what did I think of the Briscoe Farm? It was the best thing on the show mm. last week by leaps and bounds. Um, it's the best feud in, tier, uh, in, 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 in AEW right now. Uh, I, like Ollie, just wish we had more of them. 
I thought it was so great. The line of "Don't trust the one in dungarees." Which, Which one? one? <laughs> really, really mm. good. Uh, shout out to uh, Jake WW, who's been a member for 15 months in a row, but with no message. Uh, Jack here says, first time Ultra Chat, I just want to say thank you for all that you do. You've really helped me, and I'm sure a lot of others over the past few years in content and all your other channels. Please rest in for, uh, rest in peace in Forza. Uh, Safe here says, uh, I tuned into Rest Talk randomly once during the t-shirt days and instantly oh, fell wow. in love with the content. Haven't missed an upload since and I've loved every moment from when Ollie frustratedly threw a marker out for running out of ink while writing down channel feedback to recently when Luke went to the 2K offices and fell so badly at 2K23 that he looked around to make sure that no one saw. That is true and did happen. <laughs> I even came in second once in WrestleMania before there oh, were wow. even prizes. Never chatted in before because I was waiting for the perfect chat to send, but when I heard the Enforcer passed away, I realized the life is too short to let perfection get in the way of love. Love you guys in this community. As I enter my 30s, I look to you as my role models for being an adult and still laugh at the uh, I guess that's probably dick jokes. Um, <laughs> maybe my insurance meter is off, but the meter isn't. Uh, no, but my meter for genuine isn't. You're all awesome. Rest in power, Enforcer. Oh, thank you very much, Safe. That's, that's lovely to very, say. Very, very nice. We do have a few more uh, chats about the Enforcer as well. BM Whitehouse says, I couldn't get into AEW last night, but that's not to the fault of AEW. The going in raw friendos lost a good person yesterday. Rest in peace, Enforcer. You'll be missed tremendously. Louise Marie says, uh, sending love to all of my friendos in the going in raw family. We lost a good man in the Enforcer, Stevie Bradley. His warmth and kindness will never be matched. Forever our champion. Hug and tell the people that you love them before it's too late. F. Cancer. Uh, Ronan C said, just want to say RIP to Going In Raw's number one friendo, the enforcer, Stevie Bradley. The IWC has lost one of the true good guys. Rest in peace, friendo. Daniel Ibarra says, great show, but most importantly, RIP to the enforcer. And Michael Jensen here says, the wrestling YouTube community lost a good one yesterday. I found Stephen last channel from Quizzlemania. So thank you to Wrestle for bringing the enforcer, Stevie Bradley, uh, into a, uh, into light of our homes. RIP enforcer and good vibes to Steve and Larson. Yeah. Best wishes to Absolutely. the family again. Yeah. Um, and we've had a new member for Wolpez. Thank, thank you, you very much. Uh, we do have a result on our poll as well. Was the lights out match cool? 86% said yes. Oh, well, that's good. That uh, is good. Thank you very much for joining us here today. And make sure to subscribe to Parts Unknown because we have a whole two days of live streamed WWE 2K23 tournament coming. And I've not been announced for it yet, so oh, I don't know whether I'm going to be in it. I don't know whether I'm competing or not. I'll find out tomorrow when I tune into the Wrestle Talk News at 1pm BST to find out if I'm involved. But for now, I've been Ollie Davis. This has been Luca and DAD. Jam, jam that jam. jam. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.